welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and you are joining me today for episode number six, Tea at Work. Before I jump into today's tea topic, I'd like to begin my podcast with three things I did this past weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. The first was a new book I started called Modern Dreamwork, New Tools for Decoding Your Soul's Wisdom by Linda Yale Schiller. I have always had very lucid dreams, going back to my first memories, honestly, of dreams as a kid. I still remember my recurring dreams from childhood, like early, early childhood, and how I knew I was dreaming, but just couldn't do anything about it. Um, I even knew what was coming next in my recurring dreams, which really, back then, were (laughs) more like nightmares. Um, I am a light sleeper, which I know helps a bunch in remembering dreams, but if I do happen to like the dream I am woken from, I could and still can um, go right back into them. So recently, I have decided to look into my dreams more. The specific dream that prompted me to get this book had to do with uh, one of my clients and seeing someone specific in the dream, an old actor uh, named John Wayne, who has no reference in my life at all. I have not seen his movies, nor would I have any reason to use his his name in, in my day in and day out life. So the dream was super clear. Uh, when I woke up, and it just didn't dissipate as the hours went on. It was, in fact, so clear that I decided to reach out to my client and let him know about the dream. We were basically standing at a lake up in the mountains uh, talking about business stuff, and he pointed down to the water's edge saying, hey, do you know who that is? I said, no. And he said, it's John Wayne. And I was like, wow, um, okay. (laughs) We talked about some other stuff and that was pretty much it. So normally and professionally, I would never tell a client (laughs) I had a dream about them, but this was not settling with me. No good reason. It wasn't a bad dream, but something prompted me to tell him about it. Well, after telling um, the dream to my client, he said, okay, yeah, this is weird. He was watching a boxing match the night before and the announcer or, you know, one of the commentary guys was talking about how the young boxer in the match was John Wayne's great nephew. So basically my client went to bed thinking about John Wayne and that same night I had a dream about this client and John Wayne. So thank goodness I actually reached out to him the next day. Otherwise I would not have known something odd had happened. Um, What happened? I, I don't know. But I tend to find out, (laughs) as this is not the first time something just like this has happened in a dream where something is actually happening at the same time. So I'm not too far into this book. Again, it's called Modern Dream Work by Linda Yale Schiller. And I I don't know if it's going to help me find out more about what happened. Um, If you have any suggestions on where to research more, goodness, uh, please let me know. I would love your direction. Um, Okay, the second witchy thing I did this past weekend was a bunch of work on my backyard. And 
yeah, I'll be honest, I did not do it all myself. I threw in the white towel and hired <laughs> gardeners to help me. I was just not making fast enough progress on the cleanup portion, so I called in reinforcements. And boy, did they work fast. Um, they are also bringing me a cord of wood since there is finally a nice chill in the air and I can start up my fireplace rituals again. And oh, how I love my fires in my fireplace. A home and hearth girl to the core. Uh, this one is so very important to me. Uh, anyways, the, the yard looks amazing and tidy, and I can start working on my rock formations around the tree for the meditation area I have been talking about. The third witchy thing I did uh, this weekend was uh, bake again for my office. This time I did orange and cranberry muffins, which turned out really yummy. Before I put the crumble topping on, I used a toothpick to draw a heart and dollar sign into the batter, and I set a little intention to bring us health and fortune this month. I have a picture of the offend, offend, <laughs> the office muffins on Instagram. Okay, moon status this week. It's a biggie. So Tuesday was a full moon, and we are still seeing her today. We also have a full lunar eclipse that happened. And not to add anything more to the plate, it was an election day for all of us here in the United States. So... Tuesday, just goodness. Um, I think there is um, energy that's just going to linger a bit just because there was so much going on yesterday. Uh, this Taurus full moon should, air quotes, should make things a little less chaotic since the Taurus sign is so grounded, but we'll all be feeling the energy either way. So the next full moon with a lunar eclipse is not going to happen again until March of 2025. Uh, this full moon with the lunar eclipse is considered a blood moon and a lunar eclipse will amplify the powers of a full moon so it's a great time to be releasing things that just don't serve us right now the eclipse will enhance that and allow change and will let the things that need to end you know kind of fall away so i did do a full moon ritual last night as i almost always do with full moons and I am hoping this week will just nicely smooth out and mellow as the days go on. Okay, let's jump into today's main topic, which is all about tea at work. And I have it broken down into three main areas. First is going to be the tea plant and its benefits. Next is going to be loose leaf versus tea bags. We all probably know which way that's going to go. <laughs> and then third is going to be tea in the office. All right, let's start with the actual tea plant and benefits of drinking it. So all tea comes from one type of plant, and it's called Camellia senesis. And if you're a wine drinker like me, it's kind of like how all wine comes from a grape plant and then has many different varietals from there. So tea plants are the same. And they all start with a Camellia senesis plant and then have different varietals from there. There are herbs you can drink as teas as well, and I'll mention some of those later since we love them so much. But actual tea all starts with one plant. And tea happens to be the second most widely drunk beverage in the world, with water coming in first. So the Camellia sinensis plant actually started as Chinese medicine back in the 1700s. 
We know drinking tea in general is very healthy, but to understand that it really started as a medicine helps, at least me, uh, grasp all of the benefits a little bit better. So some of the big studies confirm, you know, drinking three cups of tea each day reduces your chance of having um, a stroke, it helps regulate blood pressure, and promotes a healthy heart. There are a bunch of published studies that show many more benefits with weight loss, clear skin, stress reduction, and even even, <laughs> even that drinking some teas can uh, help with cancer. All right, so what makes the tea plant so powerful? It certainly has a bunch of antioxidants, but the magical component is something called L-theanine. And I had to look this one up <laughs> just to make sure I was, I was getting it right. So I went to the website, uh, the Republic of Tea, and pulled this uh, directly from them. And they said, and I quote, L-theanine is an amino acid that is found in certain fungal and plant species, most notably the tea plant Camellia sinensis. All teas produced from the leaves from this plant, including black, green, oolong, and white tea, contain varying levels of L-theanine. Interestingly, this amino acid is also thought to be the source of umami flavor in green tea and certain broths. Researchers studying the L-theanine have made some interesting and highly promising discoveries. Possible health benefits include reduced stress, improved mood, better sleep, and enhanced cognitive function. At realistic dietary doses, L-theanine elevates serotonin, dopamine, and GABA levels in the brain. These neurotransmitters may regulate mood, emotions, concentration, sleep, and appetite. Increasing their levels may boost mental focus, encourage relaxation without drowsiness, and improve sleep quality. L-theanine has also been shown to trigger the release of alpha waves which enhance feelings of creativity and gentle alertness. Daydreaming or becoming lost in the moment while pursuing a creative hobby is associated with an increased alpha activity. L-theanine has been studied for its effects on human brain functioning, mood, sleep, and emotional response. The human body does not produce L-theanine, making tea one of the best natural sources of this beneficial compound. End quote. <laughs> okay, so when we drink tea, there's an immediate effect. The L-theanine is released and it alters us in some shape and form. Our brain transmits little signals of calm and stress reduction. So what are the four types of tea? Actual tea, right, from the Camellia sinensis plant. So it's going to be green tea, black tea, oolong tea, and white tea. So the difference in all of these teas are going to basically be the oxidation level. And tea oxidation is going to be the chemical process that occurs when oxygen uh, reacts with the enzymes in the plucked tea leaves. So once the tea leaves have reached their desired of oxidation, whatever it is based off of you know, which tea you're getting, they are quickly dried uh, using heat, which stops the oxidation and kind of locks everything in. So the first one, green tea, is made from unoxidized leaves, which means it will have the most antioxidants. 
Green tea is known for helping with weight loss, healthy livers, and mental health, even help with Alzheimer's. It is known for help with uh, digestion and heart health too. It's low on the caffeine scale. I think most general glasses have under 50 milligrams. I'm not sure. It's really going to depend on the varietal you know, that you get. Um, the, the biggest thing to remember with green tea is that it really has the highest level of antioxidants in your tea varietals. So black tea leaves are allowed to fully oxidize before drying. So this gives the black tea that dark brown color that will be part of its signature, you know, bold flavor. Um, black tea is usually used as iced tea, I think, in the United States, but can be a great form of hot tea in the morning since it contains a bunch of caffeine, usually contains a bunch of caffeine. So, you know, depending on the type of leaves you're using, of course, and how long you let it steep, you can get between like maybe 50 and 90 milligrams of caffeine in each cup. Uh, if you want to compare that to coffee, you know, like a typical cup, or at least how I brew it, <laughs> coffee's going to have over 100 milligrams of caffeine in, in a cup. So next is the Olong tea leaves, and these are going to be partially oxidized. They're kind of in the middle of green, not oxidized at all, and black, fully oxidized. So the Olong leaves are wilted in the sun and gently bruised to create the partial oxidation. You're going to get, I think, about the same amount of caffeine as the green tea, maybe a little less. Again, it depends on what varietal you're getting. And uh, Olong tea is known for creating mental alertness. So the last one is white tea leaves. And these are going to be your more expensive leaves um, because they are young, meaning, you know, like the plants aren't allowed to grow very long. Um, the leaves and the buds are handpicked in early spring, like March or April, and dried immediately to prevent oxidation. So like the green tea, the white tea leaves are going to be full of antioxidants. This tea will have the least amount of caffeine uh, compared to the other three, um, usually coming in, or it can come in under 10 milligrams. So many of us uh, drink herbal teas, right? And this is going to be different from the tea plant since it, it's actually an herb that we are drinking. Oops, sorry. Uh, the main herbal teas are kind of broken out into two groups. The first group has a bunch of studies tied to them and are known for helping in their specific areas. And then the second group is certainly known, but does not have the same amount of, you know, like studies and data and proof uh, tied to them. So in the first group, our top five herbs uh, for tea are chamomile, peppermint, ginger, hibiscus, and echinacea. So of course, coming in at number one is chamomile. This herb is known for helping us with our sleep. It's also good for having antibacterial properties and anti-inflammatory properties and helps us protect our liver. So peppermint is number two and really is the most widely used herb for tea. It's of course best known for digestion help, um, but it's our biggie bringing us lots of antis. <laughs> so, so it's antioxidants, uh, antibacterial, antiviral, and has anti-cancer fighting properties. Uh, peppermint tea is definitely my favorite uh, herbal tea. So ginger, of course, is our disease-fighting antioxidant herb. Uh, ginger helps us with inflammation, our immune system, and nausea. Hibiscus is known for having antiviral properties and helping with blood pressure. 
And of course, echinacea is our cold fighting herb and helps with our immune system. So second group has ru ruibus, hopefully I said that right, uh, sage, lemon balm, rosehip, and passionflower in it. And ruibus helps with, or can help with heart disease and maybe a little bit with bone health. Um, sage is known for cognitive help and possibly some Alzheimer's. Uh, lemon balm helps with heart disease, strokes, and mental awareness. Rosehip, which has a bunch of vitamin C, is known for anti-inflammatory uh, benefits. And then passionflower um, can relieve anxiety and improve sleep. Okay, next area is um, going to be our tea bags or loose leaf tea. And really, there is no contest here. There just isn't. You know from previous episodes that I am an avid and loyal coffee drinker. I do not see that changing in my near future. I love everything about it. Uh, making coffee the night before with my intentions is very important in my daily uh, rituals. And I have a cup of coffee, or quite a few, <laughs> um, each morning to, to get me going. Um, I never really got into tea. And I truly believe it's because every time I tried it, I was using a, a tea bag bought in the grocery store. Other than peppermint tea, of course, which I have always enjoyed, which is an herb tea, not from the tea plant. Um, I, you know, I knew tea was something that was good for me, but I just never got into the taste of it. And I would get these grand ideas and pick up a, a new little box at the grocery store um, when I went shopping and try it at night. And ultimately, the box of tea bags would linger in the kitchen cabinet, opened, but not really ever used again. So... Tea in bags, well, it is still tea. And there are a bunch of what seem like convenient uses of tea bags, especially if you are talking about making them in your office. But these little one-time use bags are made in bulk, obviously, at a commercial facility somewhere. Um, tea in general has a shelf life of under one year. And the mass-produced tea bags can sit in a warehouse for years before being sold. So these bags um, are basically made of the leftover dust and tea leaf crumbles. So many times when buying the you know, store-bought tea bags, the tea has already gone stale. Your quality in general is going to be pretty low with tea bags. And I really do believe that is at least partially why I never really got into tea before. And for the you know, tea bag itself, I think there are some biodegradable bags now, but usually those big brand you know, mass-produced tea bags are not biodegradable. So they are going to affect the environment. But the reason, you know, the reason tea bags sell is that they are they're easy to buy, they're easy to brew, they're inexpensive, and they are really, really easy to throw away. All right, let's jump into loose leaf. So Loose leaf tea, adding this type of tea to my life has really impacted me. First and foremost, I now like tea. Woohoo! And, I, and I, am I going to give up coffee? No. But have I added tea to my afternoon routine and loving it? Yes, I am really just loving it. So if you are used to the big box tea in a bag and you switch over to loose tea leaves, the first thing you're going to notice is the taste. And oh my goodness, it's a total different taste from the bag version. The quality is completely different for sure, but the taste, oh my goodness, 
amazing. The loose tea leaves allow for the true flavor of the tea to you know, come alive. And steeping it this way also allows for the essential oils that give you all those great you know, tea nutrients um, to be released. When you, when you buy the big um, organic bags of the loose leaves, you're getting a product that is freshly packed, sealed right away, and ready for purchase. Now, it does take a little longer to prepare a loose leaf tea, but I really feel it's that very process that helps to make the cup of tea even better. And if you're looking to take the time you know, to add your intentions while making your tea, the process of using loose leaves will benefit you even more. So tea time really can become a ritual with some very magical components to it. You know, just like opening a bottle of wine, when you uncork it and you take the time to pour it into a decanter to open up and then let it breathe a little bit and finally pour yourself a glass, the whole process can be very romantic. And in that, feelings are triggered and emotions ignited and that sets a tone for the next couple of hours. So using loose leaf tea is, is a process that's very similar. It's a ritual and intentional you know, step-by-step procedure that will trigger signals of relaxation and calmness. Your brain will actually start to release those stress reduction signals. All right, what about tea in the office? I probably went a tad bit overboard on my office tea setup, <laughs> but oh my goodness, we are loving it. I have pictures uh, posted on Instagram so you can see. Uh, setting this specific area up was very intentional though. We are going through some staff changes and reorganizing workflow. And there are three of us that have really had to take on more work during this transition. The extra work is causing stress and creating the T-bar was a direct attack against it. (laughs) You know, work is work, right? Sometimes you just need to buckle down and get it done. But if we can offset some of the emotions and stress we are feeling with work, I feel we can leave at the end of the day a better person while still getting the job done. And since drinking tea helps with our mental and emotional health, it directly helps us to uh, combat stress. Now, you don't need a full tea bar at your office like I have, or even at your desk to obtain the many benefits of drinking tea. However, I would fully recommend taking the extra steps to make loose leaf tea instead of using tea bags. There are so many great products out there for steeping loose leaf tea. Um, and you can almost always get hot water at your office, right? So you really only need to bring in a couple of you know, pre-made loose leaf tea strainers. Um, or if you're planning ahead for your work week, you can pack a bag of tea and just measure out uh, you know, the servings that you'll be using each day and then keep the bag in a desk drawer and with, you know, along with your individual tea strainers um, and supplies. It's something you can refill each Sunday night, too, uh, for your work week. All right, so tea at work. Since this is all about our witchy work wishes, uh, good ones for us to have at our office are going to be green tea. This is going to be good to enhance our brain's cognitive functions, specifically working on you know memory, and, of course, for calming us during stressful days. Jasmine tea, which is going to start with one of your tea bases, right? Excuse me, either green, black, or white um, with jasmine blossoms added. Uh, This will help with our brain function. 
It's going to help keep us alert and energized and help with our short-term memory. Ginseng tea is a potent natural herb um, from the plant root. And there are two main types, the American ginseng and the Asian ginseng. The American ginseng is going to relax you. So you probably do not want that one for the office. But the Asian ginseng is energy-inducing. It will help fight fatigue and improves brain functions like memory, behavior, and mood. So I mentioned black peppermint and ginger tea already. Those are great for the workday. But we also have nettle tea and cinnamon tea that will help you at work. Both are general uh, health and wellness type teas. Okay, supplies that you're going to need are, of course, your loose leaf tea and your herbs, uh, a nice big mug, as adorable as the little teacups are, they're so small. <laughs> You'll need a tea strainer that lets you sit the tea directly in your mug to steep, and then some hot water. I personally like my tea pretty strong and leave the strainer in while the in, you know, in the water the whole time. But if you only want it in for a little bit, you'll need a place to set the tea strainer on uh, when you're done with it. Uh, I don't add a bunch of sweetener to my tea, although I do have candied ginger sprinkle um, in my office along with some organic honey to add when I feel the urge. But if that is something you like, then plan on bringing some to your office too. And there you have it. Really, that that's it. Uh, by planning ahead, you can enjoy your loose leaf tea right at your desk and instantly get the many benefits uh, from drinking it. Not only is tea good for your physical health, but it's also highly beneficial for your emotional and well-being. Okay, let's recap our tea at work topic. First, the tea plant and its benefits. All tea, actual tea, comes from one type of plant. It's called the Camellia senesis. What makes a tea plant so powerful? Well, it certainly has a bunch of antioxidants, but the magical component is something called L-theanine. Our body does not produce L-theanine, making tea one of the most um, natural and best resources of this beneficial compound. What are the four types of tea, actual tea, from the Camellia sinensis plant? You've got green tea, which is the unoxidized leaves. It's gonna have the most antioxidants. You've got black tea, fully oxidized leaves, also usually has the highest caffeine. Oolong tea, which has partially oxidized leaves. And then white tea, which is unoxidized young um, tea leaves and buds, much like green tea. Your top five um, herbs for tea are going to be chamomile, peppermint, ginger, hibiscus, and echinacea. So second, loose leaf versus tea bags. Loose leaf all the way. <laughs> this is a game changer if you have only ever done tea bags. I just can't impress that enough. Your whole outlook will change when you switch to loose leaf tea and you'll see so many more benefits since you'll be getting the high antioxidants directly from the organic source that is freshly dried. Third and lastly, tea specifically for the office and work. Well, there's always a way, right? You can prep the night before and get your tea strainers ready by packing them with your favorite blend, or you can plan ahead for the week and portion out what's needed to get you through your schedule. Uh, bring your mug, tea, herbs, strainer, and sweeteners if needed. 
you don't even need to wash things before you come home, right? They can go right back into the container you brought them to work in. Uh, just be careful, tea stains. <laughs> uh, you'll want a washable container to transport your tea supplies in. Uh, good teas and herbs for work are going to be your green tea, jasmine tea, ginseng tea, be sure to get the um, Asian ginseng, um, black peppermint, ginger, nettle, and cinnamon are also good office teas. Okay, that is what I have for today's episode on tea rituals for the office. I would love to wrap up this podcast with a poem about today's topic. So here we go. Wish I may, wish I might, have this witchy wish tonight. Please bring me joy and lots of health with endless riches and boundless wealth. The tea I drink will guide me well. Of strength and fortune, she will tell. Each sip I take and calming stir will call the magic to occur. Hard at work as I drink my tea, my witchy wishes are sure to be. With joy and riches and endless health, I call on this tea to grant me wealth. So, Next week, I had planned the topic to be essential oil blends for the office, but I may be able to get a guest speaker in for that one. So I'm going to switch it so I have a little more time to organize the possible dual spot. Um, If for some reason I can't get her in, I have a bunch of info already pulled for it, um, so I'll be ready either way. But I had so much fun with my guest speaker uh, last week, Annika from Wolf and Raven, that I would love to try it again and host another guest speaker. So I'm going to bump Tuesday is Mars Days, (laughs) Mars Days, Tuesday is Mars Day to next week, which I'm really excited to draft. Uh, Of course, we had our Monday's Moon Day episode, and I'll be uh, going one by one for each of the seven days in a week, um, highlighting one each month. So for November, we get Tuesday and how it is Mars Day. Thank you so much for joining me today on my sixth podcast episode. I am really having fun with this and I hope it is bringing some good content your way too. If you have any witchy work wishes you would like me to look into more, please reach out and I'll add it to an upcoming episode. That is all for this week. I will talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes. <laughs>